0: Welcome to the NPL Sunday Night Show, powered by the Brisbane Football Review. Hosted by Scott Owen.
1: Well, firstly, what a surprise Adam goes through a game at Moreton Bay.
0: And Adam Pace. I was going to say, I think you going to say, yep, that's, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Let's try out this one. Your weekly NPL recap starts now.
1: an of the MPL sunday show here for the Brisbane football is scott now you once again and i'm just checking nope skype login details are secure he's not here adam it's good good talk to you once again yeah it's good
0: really two-man show is preferable uh to to a point but uh yeah on to on the pitch stuff and uh it was raining goals uh which is better than raining rain at the moment
1: we have seen plenty of rain around A good seat on the on the goal scoring sheet this week as well now we will Over the show tonight, we'll talk about a bit of transfer news in the NPL and FQPL, as well as the Australia Cup and the NPL Women's kicking off next weekend, Adam. But we will start our weekly recap with the NPL men's competition. Round number five, I believe it was, over the weekend. It started on Friday night with a 1-0 win for Logan Lightning at home to Gold Coast United. Jacob Savaron scored five minutes after the halftime interval. It's a game which we did watch and cover on the live stream, Adam. And it's a game that needed a goal, didn't it?
0: It was a very uh, tense, tight game. Uh, both both teams seemed to sort of, you know, uh, match up very, very well. Uh, and it was one, one piece of opportunity that saw Jacob Savarain, who doesn't score too many goals. But uh, based on the bullet Henry put in, you know, maybe we should, should be scoring a few more because it was a well-taken goal. And that was enough for Logan to uh, hang on despite being uh, reduced to 10 men.
1: So they did go down to a down a man midway through the second half. As you point out, it was a very good header on the near post from Jacob Soferon. But as I mentioned, it was a game which was very even up until that point. Not a lot of chances in it. It needed a goal, and the goal actually did kind of liven up a bit because Gold Coast did improve a bit through the second half after that. But Logan, I think Logan were worth the win, weren't they? In the end, they, they, they were really solid, and for them, it was a good bounce back from their from their loss a the week, week a week ago to Sunny Coast. Yeah, it
0: was. I think, like I said, we've said a number of times that we think that Logan, you know, potentially can really sort of, you know, be amongst the sort of, you know, the, the contenders as far as in this league. And a very important win, especially, you know, not only, it's just one thing to um, perform without result, but actually gain three points. I think it's a... um it's it's a it's a great performance uh, from them. Like Gold Coast, you know, they they had their chances, they just couldn't uh, take them on the night. But I think uh, we'll find that teams going to Cornuvia Park are going to you know find it a, a very 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 tough assignment.
1: Absolutely, that's most certainly the case. When, when you make a Gold Coast, you know, it's the first time i have had a chance to really see them this year, Adam, in terms of playing on the on the on the field. And it seems like they are a stronger team, aren't they? But it just seems like at the moment. As much as there was a lot of attacking impetus from them, it just wasn't quite clicking, was it?
0: No, I think I think it's still there's still way. I think it's going to take some time. Obviously, you know, uh, you know adding Jason McQuase into that, that side, um, you know, with the with the old firm of you know Shane Smeltz, um, Sam Smith, and Jared Kyle, um, it's it's going to take some time to you know sort of adjust. I think to to get their combinations going. I think when they do finally. Um, yeah, you know, get it all together. They're, they're going to be you know, a very very hard team to stop, especially with a player like Michael Lee as well. You know, pulling the strings in midfield. So I think that's a uh, a watch your space uh, sort of moment. So I think Logan might be happy to get three points from them um, early on in the season.
1: Could be a very valuable three points as well. Both those sides are part of a log jam on four points so at the table later on. However, we'll move on, Adam, to the game which we attended in person on Saturday night out at the Gold Lion between. Lions FC and Sunshine Coast Wanderers. And it's a game which I know we both thought was going to be a really even contest given the way that Wanderers have started the season and Lions have started really well as well. But turned out to be a bit of a one-sided one, didn't it? 6-1 win for Lions FC in that game. Three goals from Alex Fechner, two from Andy Pengeli, and one from Sean Carlos for the home side. Karen Walton's got a goal back early in the second half for, for the visitors. But the, the game was won in the first half, wasn't it, from Lions. It was... It was very, It was as absolutely clinical and ruthless. clinical and ruthless as you'd like to see. It wasn't it.
0: Yeah, two, uh, twice a season that we've been to uh, the Gold Line, and twice we've actually walked away so stunned by the result because, uh, look, not not taking anything away from Lions. Um, they 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 were they were excellent. We'll put that aside to one moment. But it. I don't think Sunshine Coast deserved to, you know, get hit for six. Uh, they, they, they were better than what the uh, score I suggest but Lions were absolutely clinical they, um, they, they actually showed that you why they're going to be one of the favorite teams this season and you, you've got to believe that you know Darren Simon may have found you know, a way to you know finally get this side clicking but the most important thing is what well is defensively that they they've finally sort of found a way to um, to limit the goals but as well you know exceed in in attack.
1: I was going to ask you about the defence, because when, I, we'll hear from Darren Time in a moment. I asked him plenty of questions about the front third in that interview, so stay tuned for that. But you made a good point that defensively, they have conceded a lot of goals in the first couple of weeks of the season, which, to say the least, is very unlines like over the last couple of years. And to, to, I know they did concede one last time, but it was a penalty. And defensively, they did look a lot more assured, didn't they? It seems like those combinations at the back there between the younger players they've brought in are just starting to, starting to click a little bit. Yeah, I
0: think Ethan Doherty makes a, a huge difference in in defence as well. Uh, yeah, even though he's probably only now becoming in his, his second season, becoming sort of more a defender, centre back rather than them being that number six for them. Uh, he does he does provide uh, experience that you know will obviously help the likes of our uh, Hassan Ramazani and uh, Jackson Hart Phillips, who obviously are new to the system. But uh, but yeah, they seem to have gone back to that back three, and and that seems to have go you know, established more stability at the back. And yeah, you know, if if everything is working from the back, that obviously allows the attack to to really sort of shine. And shine it did against uh, Sunshine Coast. As I said before, I don't, I don't know if Sunshine Coast deserves to get hit for a six, but then again, Lions did did play them off the park, especially in attack, and they they they, they tried as they they might want but it just wasn't their night.
1: On another night, the Wanderers would have been much more competitive, so they might have even got points off of another team with their forms. With Blind, you make a great point about Ethan Dockett. He gives them such great flexibility, doesn't he, in terms of his ability? He did play in the back, in the center of the back three, as you mentioned last night, which allowed Hart Phillips to push forward on the right, left hand side, and Zach be on the right to be a really attacking wing back in that formation. But it could also very easily become a back four at any point with him pushing into a midfield role because he's got the ability. To do that, so that does give them great flexibility and across the board in that front third. As we transition to the front third discussion, Adam, it didn't seem to matter whether it was Slawson and Pengeli or Feckner and Pengelly. Those combinations are really starting to click, aren't they? Because the flick on for for the first goal of Pengeli from Slawson was absolutely outstanding, and the combination when Fechner came on to replace him after he went off with a bit of an injury was really encouraging as well. So those combinations, whichever way. Darren Stein wants to go. It seems like he's got a really good combination there to work with. And two different combinations as well because they're two very, very different players.
0: Yeah, it's it's something that I think that why we, we all believe that, you know, those that who watch the you know, NPL closely believe that Lions are going to be yeah, obviously, despite despite their you know their shock week one loss, they're they're going to be up there because they have so possess so many attacking weapons, and and also as well, you got players like you know Sean Carlos and Joe Duckworth playing in behind who are both capable. Even though I'm not sure when Joe Duckworth actually could ever score another goal. Well, he um, says he
1: doesn't score goals anymore. So,
0: <laughs> yes, he said he has said that to us um, off off the record, but uh, but yeah, look, he even even Joe Duckworth, he was a former you know Golden Boot. Contender. At one stage a couple of seasons ago. So he's certainly capable. So they've got just so many weapons across the park. And to think that you know, they lost their lost, you know, Finn Beakhurst uh, to, to a season-ending injury, which I think is a very, very sad So sort of tale. But uh, Lions, as, as we said, they get their defensive you know, structures right and just pretty much you know, choke teams, you know, and you know, basically take them away with their attack. Uh, attacking-wise, they're going to they score plenty of goals. So, and I think we just saw we saw a glimpse of it on Saturday night, where you know when when the Lions' attacking machine is you know running, they're 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 irresistible almost.
1: They are, and one person who enjoyed that was the head coach of the Lions, Darren. So I'm to totally to say after the game, a six-one win for his side over Sunshine Coast in round five of the NPL Queensland. I the coach of Lions, Darren. So I'm Darren, six-one winners
2: here. Did the job in the first half, didn't you? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Sunny Coast came here last year and um, taught us a bit of a lesson in regards to, you know, how they approach the game and I likened do it to a Shakespearean tragedy and we played our part last year, um, but full credit to them, the, you know, the, they never gave up, they never gave up and um, even when, you know, we went a couple of goals ahead, they're always threatening, they've, they've got some dangerous players, so...
1: Congratulations on the first Shakespeare mention on this show, by the way. But <laughs>
2: but in, in terms of the off you've
1: brought a lot of new players and you've had a really tough start to year, including the game against the Salon Lions. Has that, does that have really given you a good sense of exactly where the group is at?
2: Yeah, I mean, we were very selective in our pre-season games um, and every single game was hard because I wanted to, um, to let the boys know, let the squad know very early that there is no easy game when you play at lines, um, you have to earn everything, every win, every point. So uh, yeah, we've been playing some solid hit outs for, you know, a couple of months now. So I'm hoping that they'll be battle that already, battle hardened. So
1: you know. Something to click tonight, you brought Alex Second off the bench quite early, had a massive impact in the hat trick I and mean, we're really pleased for, for him to come off the bench after being left out today and had a really good impact.
2: Yeah, you know Nico felt a little bit of a twinge in his hamstring so he, he you know precautionary he, he came off so again he's been brilliant for us Nico's been fantastic um he, he brings a different skill set to Alex and you saw Alex's talent on show tonight you know he's when he's got uh, an open field in front of him uh he's he's pretty ruthless so you know yeah he, he was off with a concussion the last couple of weeks so you know I'm glad to see that he's He's back and he's, he's, ready. he's ready to contribute. So. Are you really happy with those combinations in the front? Like whether
1: it's Salaws, no Pengeli or, or um, Fechner, Pengeli, it seems to be really clicking quite nicely in the front there for you.
2: It is, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of that's to do with the defensive effort they're putting in as well. They're working really hard for each other to, to try and win the ball for us in good areas. Um, no but there's a nice understanding there, yeah, yeah. You know, obviously with Matt Rydenson's experience, he's always you know, he's always looking to unlock the defence. You saw it a couple of times tonight, just when you think he's running into a dead end, he'll he'll find something. Um, so yeah, and, and the boys are feeding off that, it's 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 quite exciting. Yeah. It's finally you've got the Australia Cup game we're looking at to strike. It's got a
1: couple of former players of yours in that side. How important is the cup this year for Lions as a club get back to national stage
2: having done so well last year in particular? Yeah, yeah this uh, we always say that the, the Australia Cup is um, for the players it's it's up to the players if they want to put themselves in the shop window then here's a great opportunity for them so uh, that won't be any different starting this year uh, you know on Tuesday so um, yeah absolutely it's a fantastic experience we always have great nights in uh in the australia cup so i'm looking forward to hopefully the boys making another good run this this season see we'll what happens great places it's a good life good and thank
1: you to Darren time for that chat and the shakespeare reference it's absolutely appreciated and, <laughs> and i it almost went off of both of our heads but it was great to hear it
0: <laughs> yeah it did uh catch us little surprised didn't think i'd be hearing shakes about shakespeare on a saturday night that's for sure but
1: uh shakespeare yeah, football is yeah. not normally the combination that you would hear is it yeah on a lot of more serious note, with the Wanderers, they were really competitive in fairness, particularly in that first. At times in that first up, but particularly in the second, they did dig in, didn't they? And they fought hard, and you could, and they did. They deserved their goal, and it was always at one point that they, when they did get the goal back, he thought, if they can just get another one here, they can might be able to make this very interesting. Because we've seen in the first couple of weeks of the season, Lions have considered goals in, in batches, so perhaps it could have been an opportunity for them. But they were they were very solid, weren't they? And they look like they're going to be a very similar side to they were last year.
0: Yeah, look, I would almost say rule a line through this performance, and and you know, forget that they went round. It's just like it was just it wasn't their night. Uh, they, I think, and I think when you've got sides that have that much, uh, attack and talent, uh, look, games are going to get away. And I think we've already seen the first three weeks this season. There are some very, very strong attacking teams that, on their night, can put away six goals. It seems like every game that we attend at the moment seems to be, you know, a multitude of goals in the MPL. So it's a it's a case of uh, more more so than anything that you know, some nights it's just like a beer night and you're going to get hit for a few. And uh, I think with Sunshine Coast Wanderers, one bad result doesn't change their season. They they were undefeated going in, and look, I'm sure that they will probably bounce back next week.
1: Absolutely, you want to strike it from the record and move on, and that is exactly what we shall do to the other games in round five of. The NPL Queensland, will start down on the Gold Coast, it was a 3-1 win for Gold Coast Knights over Brisbane City goals from Pasquale, De Vita, Mirza Muratovic and Will Peck. Koji Kato did open the scoring for Brisbane City. Adam, what, what do you, what's the bigger interest here for you in terms of the outcome of this game? Is it is it Gold Coast Knights continuing on their really impressive goal-scoring start to the season? Or is it Brisbane City having a life a little bit more difficult than perhaps some people expected on their return? the MPL because for me I think it's been a tough start for Brisbane there's no doubt about that two trips to the Gold Coast in back to back weeks is, is tough no doubt about that and they've had a couple of other difficult games to start their season but I think you want they you would have thought they'd do slightly better over the first month wouldn't you? I,
0: I think yeah it's I think for me it's a bit of column A and and a bit of column B look uh, Gold Coast Knights. We, I think we know we can we can almost give them you know, early favoritism rights uh, at the moment based on what we've seen the first uh, three weeks of the season. Uh, they they're just they're just going on go along really really nicely for Scott McDonald, uh, but City as well. Yes, I, I think they're under no illusions that it was going to be tougher. Oh, uh, three start. Uh, maybe we didn't expect that, but. Look, they're they're playing some quality teams, and uh, once they get amongst the likes of some of the uh, weaker teams in the, well, let's call them that, in the the league, let's see how they they match up against them, because they they have had a pretty tough start to uh, life back in MPL.
1: They also haven't had a home game yet at this point, and they're away again this weekend, so I'll be looking forward to getting back to familiar surroundings not too far from now. The other game played, one of the other games played on Saturday night was in your neck of the woods, Adam up there at Walter Park between Olympic FC and Morton Bay. And it was a, a 3-2 win for all the visitors in that game. Zach Kierpal scored on his return to Walter Park, as well as Takero Akata and Keegan Yelich, Rio Wano with a brace for Morton Bay. And this was a game which had the potential to be really interesting, didn't it? Because Olympic have got a lot of attacking talent out there. But that Morton Bay side is very good at grinding teams down and winning that midfield battle, and it seems like for a long while they did that. But Olympics' quality in the front third seems like it just shone through in the end.
0: It did. I think. It, I think uh, it was a good performance by uh, Morton Bay, nonetheless. So, uh, there was a fear that if Olympic really got going, that they, 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 like, um, like, like Lions, like, like, um, Gold Coast Knights could really put a score on these teams. But I, I think, uh, look, Olympic. Olympic, they, they did enough to to uh, get over the line. But the, I think um, Morton Bay did give him an almighty fright. But I do know when speaking to Ben Khan last week, I know that he does give uh, Morton Bay a lot of respect as a team. So, so yeah, I don't think it's a, such a shock, but they did, they did escape Walter Park with uh, three points and they joined Gold Coast Knights as uh, the only other perfect team in the league.
1: They do get to the table in just a moment. But the final game played in... On Saturday night, I beg your pardon, was up up in AJ Kelly Park in regular Peninsula Power there. First home game of the season. And and it was a 5-0 win for the home side over Eastern Suburbs. Hat-trick from Anthony Poliak. Dan Morgan and Malachi love Samira on the score sheet for Power. Adam, they scored three goals in four minutes at the start of the second half. I'm I'm not sure what was said at halftime by Aaron Phillip and Ben Ryan, but clearly it did the trick
0: yeah it's uh welcome back to peninsula power uh they obviously uh two two losses to start the season and start their um their uh, total defense and uh yeah they they seem to switch switched uh switch a switch just after half time and uh they put the game out of reach very very quickly after it looked like easter actually be, be, were very very competitive in the first half but uh uh power ambushed them and that was uh that was it
1: this was always going to be the reset game for power, wasn't it? After the, the back-to-back losses away to the Wanderers and then at Lions late last week where they were really good in that game and unfortunate not to get something out of it. This was always going to be the reset game, wasn't it? And perhaps in the first 45, it was it was a bit more of a struggle than perhaps they might have thought. But it's always difficult for them against East, isn't it? Particularly given the amount of the players who swapped between. So I think Dan Cunha was back. It was his return to AJ Kelly Park last night as well as a couple of other players who've gone in that direction in the offseason. So it was... It was a very competitive Eastern Suburbs side, but this was the game which Power would have looked at and said, We need the three points. And to do so as well, with Sam Roper announcing during the week that he was, he's not going to continue on in football at this stage, his work commitments mean he's unable to commit full time, not full time, but commit enough time to playing at this level. So, congratulations, Sam, on an excellent career for Peninsula Power. It's a huge loss for them, but this was a game which the Power needed to have, wasn't it?
0: It was, and uh, for for the longest time, you know, in the MPL era, uh, East have always seemed to have have given potential power trouble. And even though, again, five five nil result, you think that they got blown off the park. The fact that they, that they went to the to the break at nil all suggests that East at some at least some point were you know giving giving power you know all they could handle. So they, they've always matched up well against them. So it's a case of. Of yeah, you know, this time it actually again it, it clicked for power and they and they put the game beyond doubt and I think that the top teams I think that's a theme that really is starting to develop very quickly in MPL Queensland this season is you've got to take your opportunities in goal in front of goal because if you can score goals, you know, and and then and then defend, yeah, you know, like they said you're you're going to be yeah you know, in in yeah you know, the right part of the table.
1: And if you don't take your chances, the other team will certainly do so. Given the evenness of the competition, the final game Adam played. On Sunday, the only game played on Sunday in the NPL Queensland was at Kapalabarosi and the Brisbane Royal Academy. And while the Royal's A-Leagues were busy recording a 2-0 win in that competition, their youth team recorded a 5-0 win in the NPL over Capalaba. Goals from Alex Mills, Josh Morland, Luke Broderick, Lockie Johnson and Thomas Waddingham. So five different goal scorers, Adam. And a really good performance and a good bounce back for them after their heavy defeat away to at home to Olympic last week.
0: From the limit limited footage that I have seen of, of the game, obviously we were at uh Morton Daley Stadium covering the Raw A League game, but having caught caught, you know, a a number of go you know, I've some mean, footage of that. Yeah, Josh Morland seemed to really have stepped up his game this week and sort of really commanded from you know the front as far as attacking wise go. But yeah, you know, five five different goal scorers as well and some some good team goals. But yeah, sort of aided by some really really um poor mistakes at the back from from Capalaba, who yeah, from what I've seen so far. It's going to be a it's going to be a struggle for them if unless they can really sort of right the ship quickly because uh, they they were really badly exposed by by um, the young raw tonight and look good on them that they they have bounced back after that five 0 loss to Olympic last week.
1: I do want to talk about Capelba because I think it is an interesting discussion. But firstly, with the Raw, it's good to see the next wave of young attackers in that side getting an opportunity with Eli Adams, Cyrus Demijes, Loft playing in the A-League side this afternoon, getting serious minutes, all three of them. The next wave of young players in that front, so are getting an opportunity. You mentioned Josh Morland, Thomas Wadding, getting on the score sheet, Lockie Johnson. These guys have been playing in the under-20s competition for the Raw, or their under-20s team, for the last year or so. So again, them getting an opportunity now at this level is really encouraging. But with Kapalobar, I think you're right. With some of the goals that were conceded would pro- with, would be a real concern when they for David McAvoy uh, over there at Capalbar because defensively, they seemed open. And we and that's a, that's not a recipe that's going to result in anything good in this competition, is it? Because the evenness of the teams means that yes, you have a chance in every game, but if you're open like that, a lot of teams are going to put you to the sword. And I think that's that's thing number one they need to address, isn't it?
0: I think most the most disappointing thing is that it's a five nil thumping at home. Capalaba had been known to at least at home be very competitive, and you know, they've, they've 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 knocked off you know, some teams in the past at, at home, but this was just, some of those goals were just, you know, like if like you two teams, and that that's all with all due respect to the teams in the lower league, you know, that they would be scoring against. It were really some, you know, some not great stuff there um, amongst them. Amongst, I've got to confess I didn't watch the whole game in its entirety, but from the moment I saw in the goals conceded, I think Dave McAvoy would be very, very disappointed.
1: We'll set you down to watch the tape for that tomorrow afternoon, perhaps. Looking at the table <laughs> in the NPL, Queensland, Gold Coast and Brisbane Olympic, they do sit top of the table on nine points out of nine. The only two teams to have a 100% record at this point. Lions on six. Sunshine Coast Wanderers also on six. Then you've got a bunch of teams on on four, including Brisbane, Royal, Gold Coast, United, Logan as well. So, and then there's beyond that, you've got Power and East. So it's very early, Adam, but at the moment, it seems like the top three teams are definitely expected to be up there. Are up there,
0: yeah, ab- absolutely, and and we we all we all thought that that those those teams would be in the reckoning very early, and uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see that yeah, golf, both Gold Coast Knights and Olympic how long they can maintain their perfect records, uh, and I'm sure they will meet at some point. So I have to have a look at the draw about how far away down the line that they have to meet, but uh, but yeah, look, they're, they're the two standard bearers at the moment, and they've played well enough to deserve that.
1: It'll be an excellent matchup when it does happen. Now I did tease off the top. There was a bit of transfer news to go through Adam and it's a departure from the FQPO1 competition. Cameron Kristani has made the move to Norway's second division Strommen, after a, a good season and a bit for Kabulcha. Previously played for the Raw in the A League as well as Western Pride and Peninsula Power in the MPL. It's a great move for for Cameron, isn't it? a really good opportunity that I think everyone wishes in well in.
0: Absolutely. Yeah Cameron Costanzo, we 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 followed his his you uh, know his career, you know ever since you know, ever since you know that 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 championship winning uh, uh, Western Pride team, and uh, then through through the Raw through the Raw Academy as well, and 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 yeah, like I said, and, and he he sort of as well was. Uh, Obviously, the inaugural captain for Caboolture when they, you know, they joined the uh, the FQPL competition, and uh, yeah, look, he, get, he gets the opportunity to go overseas and, and hone his craft. And look, at any time, any player, you know, gets an opportunity to go overseas to further their career. Look, we just got to stand back and wish them well. Uh, I, I think, you know, a lot of people still mystified that that, you know, Cameron Costani didn't make it as an A League player. That, yeah, you know, only only six six appearances. Uh, for the raw, in, in, at, at senior level, uh, it seems to be a miss Fine White. He, he from for many many years he looked like a go you know, one of the, one of the future defenders for for the club. But uh, look, he, he gets his chance to um you know, to to play professionally and and to you know. Yeah, you know, put, put his uh, career you know, ahead, and hope, hopefully, yeah, you know, we do see him soon. But he does also link up with uh, f- former soccerer Casey Werman, who has been who's established himself as a head coach over in Norway. So at least it's it's uh, familiar territory as far as uh, as you know, having an you know, Australian over there.
1: A familiar face from the Western part of Southeast Queen as well, because wasn't Casey Werman part of the original, the first startup of the Western Pride? He was. Yes, so it's a, it's a great opportunity for both for him over there with with Stroman and hopefully he takes it and hopefully it's a pathway potentially for other players to make a jump from the NPL to the leagues in Europe. We'll have to see if they can do that. Well, he's he's now former like a bull went on the road today in round five of FQPL 1-2, Rochdale Rovers, the the presumed pre-season favourites had him and they came away with a 2-1 win. They went down a goal to Cooper McCormack, but they came back and won the game by two goals to one. That feels like a really significant win for Caboolture on many levels, doesn't it? Not just with Cameron Cristani moving on now and how would they cope without him. But it's a win away to Roadstale, which not many people thought they were going to drop any points at home this year. And for them, it's a, it's proof that they have made this step up from FQPL2 really effectively.
0: No, but it is a big win. It's probably... It's probably there. You take away... Finals and whatnot. The regular season-wise, this is probably their biggest win as a club since joining the um, the Football Queensland you know, Premier League. As far as as you know, being being a part of it, look uh, not not to discourage what they did last season or to you know downplay it, but this is Rochdale are one of the forces in FQPL one. That, now a lot of people believe that they are they are favourites to, to get promotion up to you know the MPL finally after after a number of seasons of falling short. Uh for Caboolture to go there and come back from a goal down and and get the win. That's a significant win for Terry Kirkham and his team.
1: It is. In the other games played in round five of FGPL and Adam, it was a one-nil win for Southside Eagles at home to the China golf man, Donny giving Southside Eagles the win there. Brisbane strikers scored a 3 2 win over Mitchell and a goal from Jordan Farina in the 88th minute. After going down 2 0 in the first half, they came back all the way back to win by three goals to two. That feels like a massive win, that one for strikes. We will talk about it. We will talk about that in just a moment. Elsewhere, Western Pride 3 2 winners over Sunshine Coast. Fire a late goal from Ryan Styler, giving them the points in that one. One over the fire. Two-all draw between South West Thunder and Redlands United in that game. Redlands came from two goals down to get a point away there. That feels like a good result for them. Adam, what would you say is the most intriguing result out of that one? Because plenty of sides had to fight back from from losing positions to get the points.
0: Uh, uh, look, I think I think Strikers. Coming back from two 0 down against Mitchelton to 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 take all three points, I think for them that that is significant. uh, As far as as we thought, maybe this might be the first uh, stumble for them this season. Obviously, you know, former former NPL uh, champion uh, top premiers, and uh, and yeah, they said that they obviously we thought maybe that their run may have sort of you know petered out a little bit after the big own down two nil to Mitchelton, who we thought maybe have Go sort of put got their sort of stuff together, but to, to come back and win 3-2, uh, big big win for them, and that might that put them in good stead.
1: It does feel like a really significant win for the strikers, doesn't it? Because these are the sorts of games in the last couple of years that being down 2-0 at halftime, they've probably gone on to lose 3 or 4-0 and not really fire a shot. But this is but to fight back and win the game by three goals, so we know it's a different strikers team given the players that they have brought in, but this does feel like a real watershed moment for them. And if they do achieve what they... Hope to achieve at the end of the season. They may very well look, at back, look back at this moment and realise it was a massive result for them. On the other hand, Mitchelton, to be 2-0 up, it feels like a, it's like a real lost opportunity for them, doesn't it? They were... I did see the highlights of this game. They were really impressive. They just scored a couple of really good goals. Shuto Kubiyama and Veku Shrugo both got on the score sheet for them. Two really important players, but to not see the game out once again for them, this is the second time they've led at the break in the first three rounds and failed to go on and, and get a point. It does. It feels like a real watershed moment for both clubs, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, defenses let them let uh, Mitchelton down again, and we always said that that was probably their Achilles' heel, and it looks like it's been exposed again. So they really, that that defensive unit really need to um, to sort of you know dig deep and find a way to close these games out. Because for for Middleton, that would have been a huge scalp for them uh, after up their slow start of the season uh, so far to to, to knock off of Bristol strikers at at Parc de Paris, that, that would have been you know, something for them to sort of hang their hat on. So for them to, to fall after being 2-0 up at halftime, yeah, that's something that, that's sort of a bit of a setback, I think.
1: Absolutely, it is. It's very interesting how they bounce back from it. We'll see what happens next weekend. We'll move on to round four of FQPL2, Adam, where, as always, there's plenty of goals. Albany Creek 5, Virginia United to a hat-trick for Carter Glockner in that one. Surface Paradise Apollo four. Should I should say Teddy Watson four. Win and Wolves nil down there at the Legs Bell Oval. Two-all draw between Magic United and Grange Thistle in that game. North Star went to South Shannon and came over with a 2-1 win in that one. Holland Park Hawks with a with a 3-2 win over Tringer Rovers. They came back from two goals down to win by three goals. Two. Seems like a lot of that went on this weekend. And in the final game played today... Sanford Rovers Sanford Rangers being about three kumara Colts three in that game. So plenty of goals, Adam, and a lot of a lot of comebacks from, from losing positions that ended up with teams winning the game.
0: Yeah, uh look the, this this FKPL two uh competition, it's it's very it's very intriguing uh to, to watch that there I think there is a pack of teams uh, are very very even and it's going to be moments in a game that is going to decide it uh I th- with that said the two teams that that earn their place in fqpl two via the playoffs being uh Albany Cricket celsior and service Paris Apollo they seem to be humming along at the moment uh very very nicely and uh yeah look uh it's great to see Teddy Watson, you know, amongst the goals and actually getting all four goals. We know his his quality, you know, the Gold Coast Premier League, know his quality, and we're finally seeing it at FQPL in FQPL too. And uh, look, they've got. I know we're about to talk about it uh, in, in the next segment, but uh, look, Surface Paris Apollo. It's, it's going to be fascinating to see, you know, what what records they may be breaking because. Like I said, uh, eighteen goals in three games, and I don't think they're going
1: to let up. Before we get on to what you're alluding to, I just want this on the record. As an unabashed Morton Bay United fan, how do we feel about Albany Creek? Are they the sister club? Are they the arch enemy? What's the deal? How do we feel about Ace? Hey, so I just want this on the record. Don't forget this. Oh. We'll come back to you the next time you visit Walter Park. <laughs>
0: uh, look, no, look, I, look, I'm very, very happy for Albany Creek as, as much as I am also for Morton Bay. I think that. Uh, uh, they're, they're both, both club, I think both yeah, entities. With the, at Walter Park, I think uh, are doing well. Albany Creek, obviously, have been sort of in the shadows for a while. But uh, look, they've, they've got a uh, decent, they're building a decent team. And uh, like I said, the success they had in the Brisbane Premier League last season is translating to uh, FQPL two. And look, I think uh, it's a resurgence. they check score, player goals, which means playing Van
1: they're going along very nice, there's no doubt about that. Now we move on to what you were referring to, which was, of course, the Australia Cup, which resumes this week. Midweek football re- returns round four Australia Cup action. I won't read through all the fixtures for you, but so say, say there are eighteen of uh, yes, there are yes, eight no, sorry, there are twenty four fixtures in the Australia Cup round four to be played in the next couple of weeks. Adam which games for you stand out in terms of being the most intriguing?
0: Well, I did. I did um, allude to it before. Uh, for me, Service Paradise Apollo v Peninsula Power at Lex Bell. I believe it's Tuesday night. Uh, I think if I if I got the scheduling right, that that for me is a big game. Even though on paper Peninsula Power look, they are they are the reigning two-time premiers in MPL. They are they are two. You know, they're two leagues above Surface Paris Apollo, but that is going to be an intriguing game as far as, you know, can, can potential power travel on a Tuesday night to take on a, a Surface Paris Apollo side that has claimed MPL scalps in the past and who are in a rich vein of goal scoring form at the moment? That I'm look. I'm still tipping power to win, but if, if they're not on their game, uh, this, this could be one of the bigger upsets uh, in in the FF, FFA Cup slash Australia Australia Cup you know, preliminaries.
1: Absolutely, and the big game Adam is probably Lions against Strikers. Those two sides did play in the Australia Cup, oh the FFA Cup, then a couple of years ago. And It was a game which the Strikers won at Lions Stadium in extra time. That was a part it kickstarted their path to the the semi final. I'm sure they'll be looking for a chance to do that once again. This feels like a game. Which very very early in the Australia Cup has huge stakes on it.
0: It does. Uh, like you'd you'd say that Lions um, again on paper should do this comfortably, but look, this this is cup football. This is cup football on on a uh, Tuesday night, um, and and look, th- th- this rivalry this rivalry in this fixture obviously has thrown up some results over the years, and look, you just can't just. You just can't um, discount strikers in this. It's, it's going to be a big game. Again, I, I expect Lions to win, but if we, we're on air in seven days' time and, and you, say, you tell me that strikers have gotten, gotten up, it would not shock me either. So, um, look, it's, this is the, as I say, hashtag the magic of the cup.
1: There'll be plenty of that ensuing no matter what happens in that fixture. Some of the other ones it could be potentially interesting, Adam, Ipswich Knights host Broadbeach, Mitchell and host Robina City. We know how well the Gold Coast sides have done in this competition in the past against two sides who haven't got off to the best of starts in FQPL. That could be they could be two very interesting ties. You've got the the um, Runaway Bay Bayhawks hosting Gold Coast Knights, as well as Namboyandini United and Sunny Coast Fire. An opportunity for two two regional clubs that are take on big hitters in their respective areas, as well as Olympic playing host. To Ace, which also has great potential of being interesting, but for me personally, I'll be keeping an eye on the um, Ridge Hills against Southside mm-hmm. Eagles matchup. My former, my former junior side there have done really well to get to this stage of the cup. Hopefully, they can continue that on.
0: Yeah, look, uh, for for a while there. Uh... And, and, and sort of you know spiritually, like I said, Rich Hills is just around the corner from you know, where I have lived for many many years at, at Bald Hills, and uh, yeah, look, I, I wish them well. I, I know Jason Hall, the president, I went to school with him, um, and I, I always wish them the best. And it's great to see them in round four, uh, especially they're they uh, I believe FQPL five these days. Are, they're they're sort of in the, in the lower in the lower sort of um, reaches of it. So they take they take on FQPL one. Uh, Opposition in Southside Eagles, but uh, look, we always we always look for a cup set. I don't know if this is it, but it's going to be a big night at uh, Stanley Day.
1: I'll say we'll recap all of these games as they take place over the next couple of weeks. Adam, before we do wrap up with our before the week, I do want to talk about the fact that there is there is the NPL Women's kicking off next weekend. We will do a more in-depth preview of that when we have a bit more information around that competition. But it does appear to be shaping up like another. Fascinating competition. It seems like Lions have had a bit of transfer activity, a couple of players in, couple out, as, you, as normally is the case. But it's, but it looks like it's going to be a very competitive season. So do you think anyone might be able to close that gap on Lions, who who were the dominant side last year?
0: Without confirmation, and obviously we talk to people, we you know obviously we we hear things on the grapevine. If the mail is Correct, without without sort of any officialdom at the moment. Bar are going to be right there in it, uh, and I actually even think if you throw, want to throw in a dark horse, Olympic are also building very nicely as well um, as a team. They, they 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 earn their way back into the MPL. You know, through after after winning the. Uh, uh, finishing top of FQPL last season there in their mini season. But they've recruited well also. Um, it was announced earlier today, Nellie Tatham, uh, Brisbane Raw Utility, let's just call that. Uh, is she uh, that she is signed for Olympic? No, no real surprises there, right? Uh, if you, if you, if you see seen the stuff um out there on keep up with the uh, and the A leagues about the her her sort of story, that that's no surprise that she signed with Olympic. But to, they're building a nice side as well. But um and also as well, you can't discount uh, Gold Coast United, who are always who are always you know a powerhouse in that in that league. So. And also as well, actually, I've almost uh, forgot South United as well. That they've got obviously a couple of uh, top players as well coming back from the A League Women's uh, competition. That that will make them a force. So look, it's it's going to be an intriguing lead. I think Lions still are going to be a um, yeah going to be sort of favourites. But we'll we'll talk about more of that on the uh, midweek show with uh, our our mates uh, the the midweek host.
1: We're letting him host that show still, are we?
0: Oh, I don't know. I thought, I thought I thought
1: that was a negotiation. Anyway, I'm very much looking forward to the NPL Women's returning for 2022 as of next weekend, but that is to wait for next weekend before we wrap up this weekend. show. Adam, who is your performer of the week?
0: Oh, plenty of goals going in this week. It was, uh, it was a uh, final finish from me, I'm I'm going to go with uh, Alex Fechner for for Lions. I, I think he come coming off the bench after um uh John Carl Lorzano was it came off uh, with, with an injury in that game, and to score a hat trick off off the bench. I think he he shades him. He shades it for my performance of the week. but uh, honourable mention to um, Andy Poliak from um, from a uh, Peninsula Power who also scored a hat trick.
1: Don't think I haven't noted you've taken my trick from last weekend. I'm going to keep it really <laughs> really simple this week. I'll give it to Teddy Watson. Scored four goals to surpass yeah. in that game against Winner Wolves. Then. I think he might have a big role to play midweek in the Cup. We'll have to wait and see, but I think he could have a big role to play. For now, Adam, thanks for joining me once again.
0: Yep, thanks, Scott. Always a pleasure.
1: A lot of this week's Brisbane Football Review NPL Sunday show. We'll be back once again next weekend to recap all the NPL, FQPL, NPL Women's and Australia Cup action. We'll talk to you all then.